Welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast, your home for authentic, effective, and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling. Join your co-hosts, Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners as we explore ways to help you grow your sales. Hello, and welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host, Daryl Amy, here today with Larry Levine. What's going on, Larry? Well, <laughs> well this, this is going to be a punchy podcast. I can already tell. We got all kinds of things going on. I'm, I'm massively, actually, I'm super, super excited. You're traveling. What in the world? I'm you got traveling. on an airplane. You went, you're at a hotel. You're going to a conference. What in the world? It, you know what? It was it was a surreal travel experience. It was it was it was really interesting. Well, unpack it. Uh, it's the masked traveler. <laughs> the masked traveler. <laughs> you know, I, well, I, I I get it, right? It's it, it was actually it was a full flight. Yeah. And you just have to wear your mask on the plane. And while you're on it the whole time, it's, you know what, it's, I think it's going to be a part of travel. I would just say, get used to it. Well, and I think that is uh, definitely the word right now is just being adaptable and, and, you know, having an open mind because things are, are a little bit different right now and maybe for the near future, but I'll tell you what, I'm excited about the selling from the heart community and, you know, just the attitude of the people inside our community is fantastic. And by the way, if you're new to the Selling from the Heart podcast, welcome. You've joined a growing community of sales professionals that are dedicated to being genuine, being authentic, adding real value. We call it Selling from the Heart. And, uh, I, you know, Larry, one of my favorite things right now, especially uh, during this, uh, this crisis that we've been in, and I think this is going to continue forward, is the mastermind calls we've been having on Friday. It's been so cool. We get together with other Selling from the Heart insiders and we sit down and we solve each other's problems. <laughs> it's like having this massive brain of like-minded sales professionals. And it has been so cool to be a part of that. It's been, it's been interesting because, um, you know, a lot of times, you know, if we look at the context of salespeople on sales teams, sometimes, Daryl, they just, they feel uncomfortable or the environment's not safe or they can openly speak their mind without somebody going, oh, well, that person's weak or that person didn't do something correctly and so forth. It just happens. Mm -hmm. But what I really appreciate about the group is how quickly everyone's gelled as friends. And it's why you and I put this together is to create that sense of community and a sense of belonging to where people are actually, they look forward to these masterminds where they can just speak their mind and people are just, they're airing some laundry, they're airing what's on their mind and we're working through it. It's a fantastic opportunity. Yeah, I think it's definitely been a safe space. I've gotten a lot out of it personally, but it's also been a space where um, I'm able to get insights from a lot of different perspectives. So it's not just my buddies who are, you know, in the bullpen with me or in, on my team. Um, I'm getting feedback from people across different industries, different geography. And I love that part about the Selling from the Heart Insiders group. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been a total blessing. Total yeah. blessing. Yeah. <laughs> As, you know, who would, have, who would have known months ago as you and I were, were kicking around this idea that 
this would happen. It's just, it's just a, it's a wow experience. Yeah, it really is. If you'd like to learn more um, about becoming a part of the Selling from the Heart Insiders Group, you can check it out online. Go to sellingfromtheheart.net slash insiders, and you can learn more about what's going on and, and how you might get involved. Well, Larry, we've got a very, very interesting um insightful, and I would say great-looking guest coming on today. So why don't you introduce our guest and let's dive in. <laughs> let's see. So where, so where do I start with this <laughs> guest, right? <laughs> oh, hey, Selling from the Heart listeners, you're in for it on this one. But um, we have something in store for everybody. And our special guest is actually Daryl Amy and and. What what can I say about Daryl? I just just to give you a quick backstory for those who don't know. Gosh, Daryl and I probably go back 16, 17 years. Our paths crossed at a technology event decades ago, and we hit it off because we were like-minded and so forth. And fast forward to just four or five years ago, and we joined forces and created what, what I think is revolutionizing the sales world and selling from the heart. But that's not why we're here. I want to welcome Daryl Amy on to Selling from the Heart because Daryl's got a big surprise and he's got a lot. He's launching a book here really quick. So, Daryl, welcome to Selling from the Heart. Oh, thank you, Larry. It's great to be here today. <laughs> I've always wanted to be on the podcast. Now, this, oh, is, Lord. this is going to be a fun conversation. And, um, you know, it, it's, uh, it has been 17 years. Yeah. And during that time, you know, when I first met you, um, I was at a technology event, you were in technology sales. I was just coming out of the field. I just launched, launched a sales training um, business. And it was, uh, and we were training solutions, selling, teaching people how to drive conversation with top level decision makers. But I remember my very first client in that business, and this, this is 2004. So we really are talking about 16, 17 years ago. Um, my very first client came to me and said, Daryl, everything you taught our sales team uh, was fantastic, but my website doesn't say anything about what you just said. Do you build websites? <laughs> and so as fate would have it, you know, it's my very first client. What do you think the answer to that question was? Well, just like everybody else in sales, you say yes, and then you <laughs> yes, figure, sir. It out, right? <laughs> figure it out. And, uh, you know, but it really, it set me on this journey. So, I, I mean, everyone needs to know that, you know, I'm, I'm cut from uh, the sales cloth. I started my career in sales in 1993, um, and I was in field sales, sales management, and and so I've got sales running through my DNA. But I always had this marketing degree in my hip pocket um, from uh, college, and I thought, you know what? Um, yeah, I build websites. We're going to figure out how to do this because I was so frustrated about uh, just back then the disconnect between what salespeople were trying to do and what marketing was trying to do. And it just, it felt like it wasn't lined up. So when I had my first opportunity to say, yeah, let's take, um, let's take the website and then the proposals and the brochures and all the other marketing things that go along with it. And let's line that up with what the salespeople are saying, what they're doing. And if we do that, things are going to work a whole lot better. And, and that's exactly what I found. And that, man, that, that, that question, that one question, do you build websites, started this whole parallel journey where I feel like I've been on skis. One ski is sales. The other is marketing. 
and uh, I've been trying to keep them in the same direction. So don't break a leg going down the hill, but um, yeah. So Larry, it's, it's just funny that you refer back to those days. Cause that was 16, I guess coming up on 17 years ago now when we first met and it was around that time um, I started that journey of marketing from really a salesperson's perspective. Yeah. And, and what, and what I really appreciate about you, Daryl is, is the simple way you deliver your message. And I think this is just a great segue. By the way, I gave up skiing a long time ago. I just had to tell you that. <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> skis are in the rafters. I don't do any of that anymore. I'd be horrified as to what would happen. But I, I think, you know, the one thing that I, that I've grown to love about you is how the, the seamless process that you, that you've done with how you blend sales and marketing together. But, and I really want to dive into, you know, the whole thought process and why you decided to write revenue growth engine. But before I ask you that, you know, we always ask every one of our guests, what's it mean <laughs> from the heart, but I'm going to, I'm going to twist this up on, on Daryl and I'm going to twist it up on our listeners. So setting the, what's it mean to sell from the heart aside, What's it mean to drive revenue from the heart, Daryl? Yeah, great question. Wow. How about that, Larry? Not bad. Hey, Daryl, I told you I was going to surprise you, man. Well, uh, I'm glad you asked that question because that, that um, that brings up something I think a lot of our guests end up talking about, which is the why behind the what, right? We talk a lot about Simon Sinek and uh, just that whole question of, of what's at the core, start with why. Um, when I wrote the book, as, as you know, and as you are, I'm very involved in nonprofits and the nonprofits that I'm involved in and sit on the board of, I noticed a couple of years ago that the real people that were moving the needle when it came to you know, funding nonprofits, nothing against individuals that are giving, it's, it's phenomenal. Um, but the people that were able to write the big checks were the forward thinking business owners. And uh, what I began to realize was if I was going to have a, uh, a meaningful impact in nonprofits, there were two ways I could do it. I could make a bunch of money myself and give it away, um, or I could help create businesses scale and double revenue. In fact, my big, hairy, audacious goal behind Revenue Growth Engine is to help 10,000 great businesses double revenue so they can give more. And, um, you know, so where am I going with that? What does it mean to do revenue growth from the heart? I think um, whether you're in sales, whether you own a company, whether you work in marketing, um, the question behind that is, you know, what's your why? What is your why? I really want to know. And, you know, I think this goes, we talk all the time about salespeople that have commission breath. Um, You know, quite frankly, there are business owners that have commission breath as well. I don't, you know, maybe it's, it's profit breath and it's not that profit's bad. It's quite the opposite. It's like, why are you in business? Are you just in business for yourself or are you in business to make an impact on the world? And so, you know, revenue growth from the heart says, I'm growing revenue because, because I want to create a great place for people to work with an amazing corporate culture. I want to grow revenue because I want to be able to give back more to my community and, you know, make an impact on the world. I want to grow revenue because I want to leave a legacy with my family. Whatever the why is, um, you know, I... Revenue growth from the heart is really looking at the why behind the business. 
profit's great, but what for? You know, revenue's great, but what for? And um, I really believe it's the forward-thinking, good-hearted business people that are going to get us out of the slump we're in and ultimately going to be the ones that fund the changing of the world. No, and, 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 that's, and, and that's fantastic because, you know, I'm, and you and I both are, I mean, we're givers. And I, and I, and I always have this saying is that leaders who lead and give with the heart develop a sales team that sells from the heart. And if, and if there's ever a time where the message around your book is so important, it's right now, because, you know, when I want to dive in and and have you peel back the why part of this, because Mm -hmm. there's a lot of people, whether that be sales individuals, all the way up to leaders of corporations that have really had to take a step back during the troublesome times that we've been faced with recently and say, okay, well, why, why are we in business? What are we doing this for? Who are we doing this for? Because Mm -hmm. I'm a big believer in this. The way that we're going to get through this crisis is companies have to sell their way through this. Yes. And the only way we're going to sell our way through this is by really uncovering and maybe reinventing, reimagining and, and getting reacquainted with our why. So mm-hmm. if, if there's something, you know, what are a couple things when it's, when you start talking about the why that you can unpack for our listeners that will take them on that journey to really uncover their why and how does that tie into revenue growth engine? Yeah, that's really good. And by the way, we're talking about revenue growth. And it's interesting because the book itself is a marketing and sales alignment book. Um, But the principles in the book apply to sales professionals. Why? Because it was written by a sales professional. So, I mean, it really does. It does. What we're going to talk about today, I want you to know, is really going to apply to you. But you go back to the why. How do you get to the why? Um. For me, it's it's been a long journey. I don't, you know, I don't know that there's like some magical moment that you can sit down and and just go, okay, I'm going to write out my why. I think it's something that um, develops over time with a lot of, um, and it, it's kind of something at figuring out your why. You start with something general, and it just becomes more and more specific kind of like a sculpture. You keep chipping away at it a little bit by little bit. And you, for me, that, that journey has been really over the last decade, maybe 15 years of just trying to find times, you know, on a regular basis. I mean, I start my morning with personal reflection. Um, you know, I go on a quarterly sabbatical and get away for 90 day or uh, three days off the grid every 90 days. Boy, that'd be an awful long time away from yeah, home. Hey, see you in three months later. <laughs> um, but uh, no, I do, I do a quarterly sabbatical and um, you know, and, and those, those moments uh, really have, have helped me discover my why. And um, you know, I, I think it's a journey that, you know, that if, if you're listening in and you know, you're, your why and you got to it quickly. I'm a little bit jealous of you because I think it's taken me a long time to get there. Um, and selling from the heart has been a big part of that. I mean, you know, I've said many times on this podcast when I started, um, even when I was in business school, when I was picking a major, I just wanted to find something where I could make a lot of money quickly and be successful. And, you know, even though I had my marketing degree, I figured, ah, the marketing people aren't making as much money as salespeople. So I got into sales and, um, you know, I'm thankful that I did, 
but I will say that, you know, the person I am today versus 27 years ago, when I set out and they handed me my first box of business cards, um, very, very different. And, um, you know, and, and, I'm, and that's been a journey for me. And I, th- I think everyone's, you know, can be on that journey of trying to figure out what their, their why is, their purpose. It's a great question, Larry. Yeah. And, and it's interesting because as I, and you, and you already know this, but as I was writing Selling from the Heart, I mm-hmm. rediscovered my why and really got reacquainted with myself mm-hmm. through the whole process, through the whole process, writing Selling from the Heart. And, and I, and I know, I just want to share with our listeners, I know you found your why through Revenue Growth Engine as you were writing <laughs> the book. Yeah, I really did. And I'm, I'm glad you bring that up because I don't know that I've ever thought about it that way, but there's something about, and, and you know this, um, whenever you start writing something, all of a sudden you feel very vulnerable, right? And, and I, you know, you just, you know, the words that you put down in that book are going to go out to a lots of different people who are going to have lots of different opinions about what you wrote and all of that. Um, so I, I think in the process, I ended up getting introspective. Yeah. And, and, um, there's a lot of aha moments along the way, but I, I want to shift gears because I know there's, there's a couple, there's a couple things in the book that, that really stick out, at least for me that I want it, that I'd like to see if you can address. And it's all around, you know, the growing, the revenue part of this. So mm-hmm. if, if you ask, cause I ask all the time, if you ask most sales leaders, what are they really concerned about right now? the whole word, you know, whether that be lack of prospecting or salespeople not hitting plans and so forth. Mm -hmm. We understand that it's really monumental, troublesome times, right? We're all going to get through it. Mm -hmm. But the, the thing that comes out more and more and more is how do we drive more net new business? And Mm -hmm. I know you talk a lot about this in revenue growth engine. And can you share with our listeners, you know, two or three things are really going to get from reading the book when it, when you talk about how do you grow net new business? Cause you have a really unique twist on this. Yeah. And it's, it's, I, it, it is unique, but it's also really simple. I call it the law of exponential revenue growth. And, you know, if you think about most businesses and most salespeople, and by the way, if you're a salesperson, you're, you know, I've always believed we're micro entrepreneurs. We have our own business. We have territory um, and all of that. If you, if you look at business, most businesses grow linearly like they did that. We did this much last year. I think we can go 10% more. And so it's just linear growth. There's nothing wrong with that, but um, well, there kind of is right now. If you took a step backwards because of the COVID crisis linear growth is not enough right now. You got to get back in the game and you've got to accelerate. So um, I began to, I began unpacking this and was talking with a client one day when the light bulbs came on, they said, uh, we want to grow revenue as everyone does, right? Everyone says every salesperson, every business owner, we want to grow revenue. And I just began thinking, you know what, when you boil it all down, peel it all back, there's only two ways to grow revenue. You get more customers, net new business, where you cross sell more to your current clients. And here's what I've observed about businesses in general and the salespeople is most of us are good at one of those two things. We're really good and we're really focused on net new business, or we're really good and we're really focused on managing our client relationships and cross selling additional products and services to them. But what I, when, I, when I had this realization, Larry, you're going to laugh, I pulled out a spreadsheet 
And I just said, okay, let's you say. Pulled, you actually pulled out a sheet of paper, Daryl? No, no. I opened my computer as a spreadsheet, Larry. <laughs> it's called Microsoft Excel. So there's the nerd part of me. But I pulled out a spreadsheet and I said, what if we could grow our number of clients? That's net new business, right? How many clients do you have year over year? What if we could grow that by 15% year over year? And simultaneously, what if I could grow my revenue per client by 15% year over year? So not driving net new business, but also driving cross-sell business, more revenue per client. And here's what I noticed. And this, this is where I was like, wow, if you drive 15% net new plus 15% cross-sell revenue, you actually end up doubling revenue in two and a half years. So imagine if, you know, those in sales that are listening in, which is all of us, imagine doubling revenue two and a half years from now. Imagine what that would mean to you, to your family, to your ability to give, to your future, if you could double your revenue in two and a half years. How do you do that? You go, well, there's just no way I could do that. Yeah, actually you can. Marginal improvement, 15% year over year in net new and 15% year over year in cross sales. So that's that, that awakening to, holy smoke, if we do both of these at the same time, we actually can see exponential revenue growth. So this works on a business level. This works on a sales territory level. And, and it's exciting because you look at and realize, you know, if you're the one that's good at net new, then you got to go, okay, well, what strategy and systems do I need to put into place to cross sell my current clients. And I'll tell you where to start. And I learned it from Larry Levine, periodic business reviews, right? If you're good at net new, block off time every month to meet with your current clients and review their business, talk about their goals, talk about what's going on and set the stage for cross sell. On the flip side, if you're not, if you're great at cross selling your current client base and not great at net new, guess what you need to put on your calendar? Prospecting call blocks, it's not, you know, and, and are, is there more you can do than that? Absolutely. There's technology and tactics and all kinds of stuff we talk about in the book, but on a really basic level, you know, as a sales professional, you just got to have that honest moment go, am I good at net new? Am I good at cross-selling? And what do I need to put on my calendar to fix it? Yeah. You, and you bring, you bring up some really fascinating points and I always, I always love hearing this, right? How many times over the years, or should I say decades now, have you heard salespeople say this, Daryl? I own that account. Oh yeah, of course. I own that account. <laughs> I go, okay, well, interesting. So let's peel back. What it, what's it mean to own an account? So then I'll always say, how many, right? How many product services or solutions does your company represent. Right. Right. And they, and they can, you know, I'm making a number up, you know, let's say it's four or six, whatever the number is. Mm -hmm. So then my next comment back to that salesperson is, well, then how many of those product services and solutions are in that account that you just said you owned? These are great cross-selling opportunities. And I always say this, and then I'll throw it back your way is I, I believe that the key to business growth, in addition to what you said, comes directly through your client base. Absolutely. And, and, and what happens a lot of times is, and you bring up this net new, Daryl, is sometimes we forget to take care of what's really close to home as we're chasing new logos. Well, you can do both at the same time, right? Absolutely. And that's where 
you know, if you think about the engine and it, when you get a copy of revenue growth engine, you'll see that, you know, the model in the core is an arrow for net new and then underneath is an arrow around for cross sell. And the reality is when you start cross selling your current clients, going wide and deep in those accounts, meeting with them consistently. Um, and in a moment, I want to talk about the accelerator for growth. But when you start cross-selling your current clients, you've set yourself up for referrals, which is the best way to drive net new business. Hands down, I'll take a referral any day. I'm not saying don't cold call. I'm not saying don't prospect, don't network, do all of that. But a referral, golden, right? So you get referrals, people, sales reps go, well, I'm not getting any referrals. Well, you're not taking care of your current clients. If you were taking care of your current clients and meeting with them, you would get referrals. But what what I'd also discovered, and this is the other thing I want to share with our audience, because I think this is incredibly powerful, um, is I discovered something along the way in working with, with companies and helping them develop revenue growth strategies to align marketing and sales. I discovered this, not all clients are created equal. Now, when I say that, I know sometimes the, you know, the selling from the heart community and the good hearted people that, that are in our circle, we go, well, that's not nice. You know, we treat everybody the same. Well, I'm not saying treat anybody poorly, but there are some of your clients that are dry, have a lot more opportunity for you. And, and it goes back to good old, uh, I talk about Vilfredo Pareto. He's a guy from the 1800s in Italy that discovered the 80-20 rule. That and, and if you look at your results, you know, and we do this all the time, we go into companies and we pull out their client lists and revenue, 80% of the revenue is coming for tw- from 20% of the clients. And I guarantee if you look seriously at your results as a sales rep and look at who your best clients are, they're pulling the most of your revenue. So here's, the, here's what I say to do, figure out what those clients have in common, figure out, you know, what, what, describes them, what their characteristics are, and go get more of them. And so, you know, on a, as a sales, whether or not your sales uh, leadership does this, and by the way, if you're a sales leader, I highly advocate for a target account program where you ID, identify ideal clients and you make sure that no matter what happens, your sales team is covering, I call it 100% coverage, that ideal clients, if nothing else happens, these targets get sales activity. They get some attention. Uh, But you can do that if you're a sales rep. You don't need to wait for your sales team to do it. Figure out who in your area are the ideal clients and make sure that uh, that they are on your uh, activity list, that you're calling on them, you know, multiple people deep with valuable information. Because when you pull one of those clients on, if you want to accelerate revenue growth, pull on ideal clients. They buy... Everything that you sell, or at least they have the opportunity to, and they also hang out with other ideal clients. So it also becomes this engine of growth. And so nothing wrong with the bread and butter clients, but I, you know, I've come to believe that if all you do is focus on bread and butter clients, you're going to be eating bread and butter. <laughs> so you know, I, I want ideal clients. Figure out who those are in your territory and make a plan to, to make sure that they know who you are. And uh, that, that right there is, is gold for the Selling from the Heart community is to really figure out who those ideal prospects are in your territory. Yeah, and I think the whole key to this, and, and um, you simplified it through, you know, revenue growth engine. And I'm always saying this is 
I think a lot of times what happens is we overcomplicate things to the point where we just become confused and then we stop doing the things that got us to where we're at. So yeah. where, you know, wh- why am I saying all this is I, I firmly believe the key to business growth is fairly simple. Is it going to require mm-hmm. some work? Absolutely. But it's not as difficult as many have created that picture in their head. Oh gosh, you know, I can't do this because you know, you can fill in the blank, Daryl. But you bring up a great point on the on you know figuring out who your ideal clients are, right? Because yeah. they hang out with the exact same people. And I'm a big believer in this is if you want to get referrals, you have to give referrals. Mm-hmm. So if you want to get referrals, which is a tip of the cap to our dear friend, Mike Garrison, who taught me this, is if you want to get referrals from your top clients, give them referrals. That's right. Absolutely. But you need to know who those people are and you work inside that network. And you go, Daryl, it's hard to get inside that network. Well, of course it is. But look, here's, here's what's amazing. When we do these revenue growth workshops, I'll add up what, and, and this is a great exercise for everybody listening in, is look at your average client, just your bread and butter up and down the street, you know, average client and add up if, and say, if they were a client of yours for 10 years, what would they buy from you and add it up? No, seriously, if yeah. they were a client for 10 years, which by the way, average clients usually aren't loyal. So good luck on the 10 year thing. But if they were, and then go to your ideal client, the ones you love working with that give you references, that pay on time, that value your opinion, that, um, that respect value, pay for it, all that stuff that you like. Um, and then add up what they could buy from you over the next 10 years. And you know, if they bought everything that you sold. And I'm, I, it's amazing without fail. And I've seen this across multiple industries. I was just on a call this morning with a, uh, a company that does data research and, you know, just, we added up ideal client, guess what? 20 X, 20 times the revenue potential. So if you really want to accelerate your, your revenue growth, um, figure out who the ideal clients are you have right now treat them great, you know, business reviews, consistent, um, even on the marketing side, we help companies develop um, client loyalty programs, anything to make sure it's white glove treatment for the ideal clients. Then figure out who the, the prospects are in your marketplace that, that fit those characteristics and start working it. I mean, you can listen to episodes of Selling from the Heart podcast, you'll get all kinds of ideas on how to do that. But that's, you know, this ideal client thing the ideal clients are so powerful because when they come on, they're great net new revenue, but those ideal clients have the ability to buy everything that you sell. So they can become the gift that keeps on giving. And uh, this is, you know, if you look at the ultra successful salespeople out there, um, and if you're one of them, you know the secret to this is to get these ideal clients that are loyal and have need for what you sell and keep buying and take care of them. And you can create this giant snowball of, of revenue and opportunity. Yeah. And um, as I'm listening to what you're saying, it's just, you know, me coming up with my wacky thoughts that are going in my head. As I said, <laughs> you know what, if you want to grow, stop chasing the shiny objects and the shortcuts to success, go chase your ideal client profile and chase those. And I promise you, along with reading your book, Daryl, I promise you, (laughs) 
will but double your revenue growth. You, re- you really can. And that that's what uh, where the lights came on. Um, and by the way, I want to share this last thing uh, that I think is going to be really helpful. But before I do, um, Revenue Growth Engine, if you've been frustrated, part of, part of what, what led to writing Revenue Growth Engine is, I mentioned I had one foot in the marketing world and one foot in the sales world. And I saw two things. I saw how in so many companies, there was no alignment between marketing and sales. And that's sad because in today's marketplace where the message is so critical, it's so important that marketing and sales be aligned. And if they get lined up, it really can be powerful. Um, The second thing I noticed was many companies were investing money in different areas of business growth and marketing and sales. They had different pieces of investments and programs and technology and all of that. But when you step back and looked at the company as a whole, it was like an engine that wasn't firing on all cylinders. There were huge pieces missing. And so when you read Revenue Growth Engine and when you get a copy to um, your marketing director and sales manager and when you gift a copy to the owner of your business, um, which uh, would make my my heart very happy, what's going to happen is we get everybody on the same page, in the same room, realizing that there are big areas of misalignment and big areas that are missing in our revenue growth strategy. And so this is exciting when you can get those in place the engine starts spinning and you get horsepower and it starts moving. And, uh, you know, when that can happen in your company, everybody wins. The salespeople win, marketing people get wins, obviously the business wins and, um, and that's exciting. But what, here's what I'll say to, to end it. Cause uh, this was, this is a really inspirational story uh, to me. Actually, it's kind of a sad story, but it's, it's in good to great, you know, Jim Collins. Oh, sure. Yeah. Great. great. Book. Yeah, and he talks about the guys going to the South Pole. You, have you heard this story? It's amazing. No, so it's the voyage to the South Pole. And I forget the two, t- there were two teams, both British, and they were going to go to the South Pole. And one guy said, you know, they, they just went as hard as they could. Like, they just hard charging. But if they got up that morning and there was a snowstorm or they had trouble, they said, well, we'll make up for it tomorrow. And, uh, you know, they, they just were very inconsistent. The other team said, we're going to do, they called it the 20 mile march. We're going to do 20 miles a day. Doesn't matter if sun's shining and everything's great. Doesn't matter if there's a blizzard. Doesn't matter if we feel bad. We're doing 20 miles a day. And uh, you can guess who reached the South Pole first. And you can also guess who made it back from the South Pole. The sad thing was the uh, team that, that didn't do the 20 mile march that was just sporadic in how they were going about it. They literally almost made it back. They found them the next spring in a snowdrift. I think it was like 10 miles away from the, the post. But the 20-mile march was such a good lesson. And, and, you know, when it comes to growing revenue in your company, and this, this applies to salespeople specifically, is as salespeople, what's our 20-mile march today? What do you need to do today and this week to drive net new business and to cross-sell more to your current clients? It's, you know, it's really that simple. It's not super sexy. It's just saying, what do I need to do today and this week to drive net new business and cross sell more to my current clients? Make sure that stuff hits your calendar, commit to the 20 mile march and, and you're going to see growth over time that the opportunity there right now and is, um, 
you know, this, this is our friend, Mark Hunter, I think has said this really, really well. We have an amazing opportunity right now during this recovery. Um, and I know everyone's industry is a little bit different. There's going to be a lot of opportunity right now. Um, and I also believe that the success of our country um, and whatever country you're listening in right now, because the whole world's going through this, um, depends on salespeople being consistent. And I'll add to that, depends on companies aligning marketing and sales so that their revenue growth engine can perform. And uh, the companies that do that are going to do really, really well. And I'm excited to be able to play a small part in that. That's so good. This is, wow. This is is a really fantastic time to be in sales. I mean, it it truly is. So, Daryl, I can't thank you enough for coming on the Selling from the Heart. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's been good being on the Selling from the Heart podcast. It's so funny. I'm going to let you put a bow on it, right? It's your time. You put the bow on this. Oh, that's funny. I've never been a guest on my own podcast. It's kind of weird. (laughs) Hey, look, I I just, I want to say a sincere thank you to everybody out there. So many people in the Selling from the Heart community uh, have known I've been writing a book and you've been so encouraging. Just detail-wise, this podcast is coming out on Saturday. The book launches on Tuesday, June 16th. So a couple days from when this podcast comes out, the book launches. And uh, Larry knows that when you launch a book, there's two things that are important. Number one, how many copies do you sell on day one? So if anything we've said in this podcast you think would be useful to yourself or your company, i just like to ask you to buy a copy. Uh, we're going to put it on sale uh, for the launch day, um, but I, I really want to get the message out there. And then the second thing, and Larry knows this because over 100 of you have gone to Amazon and left him a review. And uh, I think there's 120 people right now have left 100, a review. 110. To be yeah, it's 110. So my goal is to get 111 reviews. Oh no! Okay, okay. Now, now we're now, okay. Now everyone, now now we've turned this into a. This is a. This is something between Daryl and I. So you already know we're highly competitive. That's right. So my only goal is to beat Larry in the number of reviews. <laughs> oh, I wish I was kidding. So uh, now this is going to be good. Thank you so much, and uh, check that out. It's going to be on Amazon. I really appreciate your encouragement and feedback. And um, you know what I what I really um, want to just encourage all of you to do is is dig deep right now. And you know this is this is the time, Larry. This is the time um, you know for sales reps to to step out and shine. I think it's also time for marketing and sales to align to get focused on the same thing. And uh, that's what, that's what we're trying to do with revenue growth engine. Awesome. Yeah. So everybody, thanks for listening in until next week, keep being genuine, keep being authentic, keep adding real value, get a copy of revenue growth engine. And most of all, sell from the heart. Thanks for listening to the selling from the heart podcast on the Salescast network. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. We appreciate your encouraging reviews as it helps us spread the word. As always, we would love to connect with you. So look for us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and your favorite podcast platform. This podcast is produced by our friends at SalesCast. Learn more at www.salescast.co. We look forward to seeing you next time.